Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. It's December 1707, and we're just 60 miles or so north of Goa, off India's western coast. Kanoji Angre looks out from atop the rampart walk at the sea fort of which he is governor, surveying the bustling port at his feet. Dozens of merchant ships glide in and out, docking at the quays, filling their holds with spices, fine silks, and precious metals. He watches on as even more armed ships stock up on supplies before setting sail for new adventures. He gazes out to sea, scanning the horizon in the distance as the Arabian Sea rolled endlessly on. It's the largest sea in the Indian Ocean, a vast expanse of water stretching from the Indian coast to the east, to the Horn of Africa to the west. His word is already law in these waters, and he plans on becoming the unchallenged ruler of its waves. Today has been a milestone moment in making his vision reality. Kenoji Angre has just come out of a meeting with the king of the Maratha Empire, who has appointed him head of the navy. In exchange for his invaluable political support, Kenoji Angre has been granted full control over the Maratha fleet, all the forts, and the infrastructure along the empire's nearly 315 miles of coastline. Feared by Europe's powers, this sea captain now boasts a strike force greater than any Indian before him. At just 29 years old, Kanoji Angre is only just getting started. An admiral to the Maratha, a pirate to the ships flying European flags, he will go on to become one of the most powerful sailors to ever roam the Indian Ocean. To celebrate the release of the new Skull and Bones video game, discover the stories of some of the most infamous pirates of the Indian Ocean. The cruel, bloodthirsty privateers, buccaneers, and sailors-turned-criminals terrorized and pillaged the seas. Pirates were not born. They were made. I'm Michelle Rodriguez, and you're listening to Gangsters of the Seas. Kenoji Angre was born in August 1669 in a military fort on a small island around 65 miles south of Mumbai. His father was a respected sailor under the orders of the Maratha Empire. The Maratha caste was formed of farmers and sailors on India's west coast, whose territory spanned from Mumbai in the north to Goa in the south, encompassing vast stretches of inland areas. India at the time was under Mughal rule, but the Hindu Maratha gradually gained their independence from the Great Mughal, 
From the mid-17th century on, their leader, Shivaji, launched ambitious territorial conquests. Although smaller in number and less well-equipped, the Maratha army succeeded in containing the offensives launched by their powerful neighbor, and even gained ground. To consolidate his position, the Maratha king took to the seas. The Mughals had always overlooked their navy, preferring to conquer on foot or horseback. The sea was left to the traders. But the Maratha saw things differently and were quick to grasp that controlling waters and the coastline was a good strategic move for two reasons. It made sense from a military standpoint because a powerful navy meant enemy troops would be restricted to attacking on land should they decide to invade Maratha country. It made sense financially too. Made a lot of sense in fact. Why? Because India in the mid-17th century found itself at the center of a brand new trade route that European powers were looking to develop. From the Cape of Good Hope to the Chinese coast, the old world kingdoms plan on exporting the huge wealth and riches of the east westwards. Rare spices, precious metals and gemstones, exotic fabrics, all treasures that would at some point or another need to travel through India. The profit at stake was colossal. And this is the world that Kanoji Angre was born into. Like his father and most of the men around him, he had his heart set on taking to the sea. And so he joined the Maratha Navy in 1689 at the tender age of 20. He learned the ropes under the watchful eye of his father, who had 200 sailors under his command. And thanks to his daring and valor, the young man quickly made a name for himself. At the start of his career, Kanoji Angre was mostly involved in capturing Mughal merchant ships. The Muslim enemies made for juicy targets. Most of the ships that skimmed past the Maratha coast had little in the way of armory and much in their holds. Most were bound for Surat in the northern Indian state of Gujarat or heading for the Red Sea and the Arabian Peninsula. Operating out of their fort's home port south of Mumbai, the Maratha sailors captured ship after ship, hunting them down at the faintest glimmer of a fluttering sail. Their galavats, small, swift boats equipped with sails and rows of galleys, rushing their targets as the latter watched on helplessly. A couple of cannon shots would be fired and the sailors would swarm the decks. Their enemies were no match for Kanoji Angre and his Maratha sailors. They could be cruel and vicious indeed, slitting the throat of the first sailor to refuse submission. Once a ship was captured, it would be brought back to port and drained of its riches. Any cargo seized would be fed back into the local economy, while weapons and ammunition were transferred over to their own ships. Kanoji Angre made a name for himself with these battles. He was often the first to clamber onto the enemy's deck, and he was known for his swordsmanship. He was also an excellent seaman, with a keen sense of the winds and tides that lapped on western India's shores. It didn't take long for him to become a true leader of men. Word of his exploits and the many ships he had captured traveled to the Maratha king. In 1698, when one of his admirals died at sea, 
the sovereign turned to Kenoji Angre. Even though he wasn't even 30 at the time, he became the commander of over a thousand men and several dozen armed ships. The young admiral had his sights set on harnessing this new strike force to power his personal ambitions. Stripping the Mughal ships of their bounty wasn't enough anymore. His attention had turned to western ships instead. It was at this point that Kanoji Angre became a pirate admiral. The Europeans had only been active in the region for a few dozen years by then, and were seeking to consolidate their foothold. In a bid to map out shipping routes, set up trading posts, and forge commercial partnerships with local powers, the Western Kingdoms outsourced the heavy lifting to private trading companies, with England's East India Company becoming one of the biggest and best known. But it wasn't the only one. The French, Portuguese, and Dutch dispatched their own towering ships to secure influence in the region, too. The East India Trading Companies had one priority above all, to build trade links, as was the case between England and the Mughal Empire from mid-17th century on. But kickback from local communities meant governors and their private armies didn't waste time negotiating. These all-powerful companies weren't exactly benevolent when it came to the local peoples. And carving out a slice of the riches that abounded in India and other countries in the East, there were no rules. Yet the freshly appointed admiral wasn't phased by this threat. At the start of 1702, Kanoji Angre was at sea within striking distance of his home port when he took on an English merchant ship on its way from Calicut in the south of India. The six men aboard the ship threatened to report him to the governor of Mumbai, but the Maratha held their ground. Kanoji Angre decided to seize the ship and imprison the crew. While this might not have been one of his most remarkable feats, it got the message across. These waters were his waters, and if the Europeans planned on venturing into them, they would have to bow down to him. Many years went by, and the Indian Admiral continued to make life difficult for the ships that kept coming. Time after time, the pattern was repeated. Overly confident English, Dutch, or Portuguese ships would drift too close to the Maratha shores and get picked off. As Kanoji Angre's coffers piled even higher, his prisons began bursting at the seams. In March 1707, he leveled up. After several days on patrol, he ran into the Bombay one of the enormous merchant ships in the East India Company's fleet. Armed with a dozen guns and with a crew of 150 men, it was a completely different kind of target. And yet, Angre took it in stride. He set out with several ships and ordered the attack. The Maratha sailors sprang into action, surrounding the English vessel. 
the air filled with the thundering of the cannons, and the first to strike were the Indians. They had managed to hit the enemy's mast. The hull came next, shattering under the blows. Despite the hellfire raining down on them, the company's sailors continued to battle on, refusing to back down even as the grapple hooks hit their main deck. They took aim with their muskets, ready to fire. But they were no match for Kanojiangre and his men. The Indians came rushing down the deck, cutting down their enemies with their cutlasses. The battle was a bloodbath, resulting in English defeat. The pirate admiral ordered his men to empty the holds and transfer the prisoners, and had a mound of gunpowder kegs piled at the center of the ship. He lit the fuse and watched as the Bombay went up in flames, swallowed by an explosion of gunpowder and timber. Back in London and other European capitals, Kanoji Angre was becoming famous. The Maratha shores were now to be feared, and to make matters worse, the man everybody considered a high-flying pirate was readying himself to rise up the ranks. Kanoji Angre was now a respected sailor, known far and wide across the Maratha land as an important man whose support was key to rising to power. As 1707 drew to a close, drama engulfed the imperial court a battle pitting two potential successors to the throne. One had the admiral's support, the other didn't. To tilt the balance in his favor, the latter offered to strike a deal with Angre. In return for the admiral's support, he would make him overall commander of the entire Maratha fleet. That would mean thousands of men and hundreds of ships at his disposal. Angre would also have carte blanche to deploy the strategy he had in mind. The offer was almost too good to be true. All he had to do was accept, and that's precisely what he did. With his new power, Kanoji Angre embarked on major works, ordering forts to be built along the full length of the coast. He intended to have 26 fortresses dotted along the shore, from north to south. Every cove, every bay, every inlet would be covered. He also built shipyards to renovate and bolster his fleet. And most important of all, he switched strategy in his dealings with Europe's merchant ships. They were now welcome in the Empire's ports on one condition. They would need to pay a hefty tax. Any captain who refused would be killed, their ship pillaged and seized. Kanoji Angre also put together a competent staff, entrusting seasoned European deserters with his biggest ships. English and Dutch pirates found themselves at the helm of Indian vessels of war. For the position of master gunner, he chose James Plantain, a Jamaican pirate and naval armory expert who had docked in India a few months earlier. But the European companies were not impressed by the Maratha chief's new tax and strategy. They refused to be blackmailed by a man who they considered to be a pirate, whatever the cost. On November 4, 1712, the HCS Algerin, a ship belonging to the East India Company's governor in Mumbai, was attacked for refusing to pay port entry tax. The Indian sailors seized the ship, killed one of the company's English officers, and took his wife hostage. Kanoji Angre demanded a ransom of 30,000 rupees for a safe return, and the English complied. Their ship was returned to them, albeit severely damaged, with empty holds. A few weeks later, the chief commander of a Maratha fleet captured a man of war, 
a Portuguese galleon with three masts and 30 guns. Ship after ship was seized, as William Aislaby, governor of the East India Company, was forced to face the facts. He negotiated with Angre and agreed to pay the tax. But the truce was short-lived. In 1715, Aislaby returned to England, and his successor, Charles Boone, went back on their agreement. In fact, one of the first orders of the company's directors was to capture Kanoji Angre. Once in Mumbai, the new governor launched an attack. This was no cause for concern for the Maratha pirate. His fleet managed to contain the English offenses. In retaliation, Kanoji Angre captured three of the East India Company's merchant ships, ransacked their holds, and demanded a ransom for their crews. Once again, he got what he asked for. The English decided to turn to the Portuguese for help. They too had been impacted by the Maratha chief's pirate activities. Together they came up with a plan for a large-scale operation. On November 29, 1721, four man-of-wars, each armed with over 60 guns and 6,000 soldiers, arrived at a fortress near Mumbai, where Kanoji Angre was staying. But the Armada, led by Commander Thomas Matthews, ran into a problem. The Maratha fortress was impregnable, defended by Indian ships that proved terrifyingly effective. The Indians' attack on the English and Portuguese ships caused huge losses, allowing the Indian sailors to gain the upper hand. The four English ships were forced to turn back, and once again the invincible pirate emerged victorious. After this crushing defeat... Commander Thomas Matthews returned to England, where he was tried for treason. Nobody in London understood how the Indian pirate could have resisted the onslaught without his help. In 1723, the East India Company appointed a new governor, a man who decided not to repeat his predecessor's mistakes and opted for appeasement. With peace restored and the imperial Maratha rule in decline, Kanoji Angre seized the opportunity to seize even more power. He continued his expansion, conquered more territories, and he even had his own coins minted. On July 4, 1729, 60-year-old Kanoji Angre died of old age. India's greatest pirate, to European eyes at least, had left this world, having succeeded in building an empire within an empire. He is still hailed today as a major historical figure of the subcontinent and even lent his name to the Indian Navy's headquarters. I'm Michelle Rodriguez, and this has been an Ubisoft podcast produced by Paradiso Media. Thanks for listening. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details.